some people, and I'd, I'd say this to any young actor listening, sometimes, and because it's that whole thing, that whole of, you know, everyone wants to be a star, TikTok, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Everyone wants it now, Instagram, you know, and the fame and the riches and the wealth. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Stay in your lane and just take your time. One step at a time. Don't rush nothing. You'll get there. And take what you're doing very seriously. And you'll get there. You'll get there. Fred Ricciani of TSC. We have right here on the line a very special and legendary guest. You may know him from the iconic Guy Ritchie film Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He's done voice acting. He's been in the game for four decades. We're talking to the legend himself, Vass Blackwood. Vass, thank you so much for joining us. How's everything going? Hi, everyone out there. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this uh, interview with you. Yeah, very excited. Thank you very much for having me. For sure, for sure. Now, before we dive into everything you're currently doing, it's hard to believe that it's going to be the 24-year anniversary of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Insane. As I mentioned at the top of the show, my all-time favorite film other than Snatch, huge Guy Ritchie fan, your iconic character, Rory Breakers. You know, how, how did it change your life, and what does it mean to you for people to still fondly remember that character all these years later? I mean, 24 years. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I think it's rare that actors get to um, work in movies which have, uh, say, that somewhat of an iconic effect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when we made that movie, it did kind of, um, it set off a little tidal wave of British gangster star movies started to come out after that. It was a great era. And we started a little trend. But the strangest thing about doing this role is that I still feel as though it's um, very much a part of my um, my journey, you know. Um, things have been, you know, I mean, it's people know me for that role, uh, but it's a personal thing because I still feel as though, even having this interview now, you know, I still feel as though th- it's definitely part of my journey. So if it's still attached to me, I mean, to play a role like that, I mean, actors, you know, we do roles. There's roles that I did 24 years ago and even before that to an extent that, Maybe I didn't remember. I can't remember that I've I've done. I did that role, or I you know I have to look on my CV to see that I did that role in that in, in that year. I can't remember the work that I did that year, per, for, per se when I did Lock Stop. But because the movie had such an iconic effect, it will stay with me for life. And you know, there's actors that have been that were in the movie that you know have journeyed on, fast forward and done their thing. And uh, for me, still, as I said, I'm still feel as though. I've got a lot more to offer. And, you know, having a job like that on my CV keeps me, you know, it keeps me instead or it keeps me in the flow with things, you know. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's 24 years ago, but to me, to an extent, it seems as though it's yesterday. These days, I feel like if Lock, Stock and Two Spoken Barrels come out, not only will it be a hit, but there'd be spinoffs, there'd be a a Rory Breaker spinoff. Do you think if it came out today that you'd have like a Rory Breaker series on uh, some kind of uh, streaming (laughs) streaming service? I'm not too sure. I mean, you know, it, it's a funny one because, uh, you know, being an actor, it's a it's a craft. So I think it was definitely before its time. And I think that, uh, we, as we say, you know, like a black actor, you know, then to now, with diversity, there's so much more opportunities now. With diversity, back then, 
I mean, you know, this is where I believe, you know, it's it's interesting when they're having this interview, how things have changed over 24 years. Mm-hmm. Even though it seemed like it was yesterday I performed that role, but as far as diversity and, you know, um, issues with black actors getting roles, you know, major roles and things of that sort of concern, you know, when I look back, it does seem like a long time now when I look at how things are now. So I suppose, you know, to an extent that with social media, um, yeah, I think Rory would have just gone, you know, into the stratosphere to an extent. But I think I'm one of these people that in, in playing that role and in being here now and having this interview, I'm very much of, of the mind that it's like, you know, you, you've got to stay in it to win it. And, and you know, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, that's all I've ever done. I've, I've just been an actor. I've been an actor since I started in 1980, you know. That's a long time. So, you know, so and then there's levels and then also the age thing as well and how you look for your age and whatnot. I still, you know, I still can play a little bit younger than my age and this, that and the other. So it's just a matter of finding the place. So this is the thing that intrigues me. So it's but it's always good to have played a role which has an iconic status. You know, I'm still very close with Guy. You know, he doesn't live too far from me, actually, you know, just a few miles down the road. So, you know, we still keep in touch and everything. So, you know, it's all good, man. It's all very organic and fluid. It's very, very good. So back then for you, I mean, how tough was it to not only get consistent work, but really kind of get those kind of breakthrough roles as a black man during that time in the UK? Yeah, you know, it's it, it, again, it's like one of those things where being really good in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, to an extent maybe then, wasn't necessarily, it worked against me, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, because <laughs> there's funny thing to say, uh, but then in being here now and looking back on that role, it's actually helped me because you know it's still a very strong calling card, and uh, it, things have changed quite a lot. I mean, there are a lot of actors I know still now in the UK, black actors that will go to the US because not just because of them being, a, you know, them getting more work, there's more work. There's actually a lot more on offer, you know, mm-hmm. and you can get thrown into it. It's like you get thrown into a bigger pool, as it were, and you can get, you can you can strike and hit at more objects, mm-hmm. as it were, as far as castings are concerned. Um, uh, but, I mean, I, I've, I've been to the States, L.A., a few times for castings and things of that sort, and, you know, and, I, and I'll still be going to L.A., still be coming out there very soon to be doing the same type of thing. But, again, but I think with the internet now and self-taping and everything and the way agencies work, you know, you, I can be just where I am right here now and still go up for some really strong roles that are being cast for for America. So, yeah, you know, it's, it is it is what it is. I mean, I've got no false illusions, you know, being in the business for the type, length of time that I've been in, and I'm very much with it. So, But I'm an artist, and, and I love the craft, and I like being challenged. So, you know, I'm all – and I think when you carry that form of an energy from within, at some point in time, you know, they say, careful what you dream for because you will get you will get you know what you want and you will get the opportunity to to shine or to to test your levels and I'm definitely into levels as an actor it's just a matter of you know because it's all, it's all about a learning experience as well so you know um there's things that I never knew 24 years ago that I do know now that can help me in my performances 
So, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm very excited to be alive and to try and, you know, like to, to have the likes of Lockstock and that longevity of still being in the entertainment industry behind me. I mean, this is totally as a compliment. You look fantastic for your age, man. What's your secret? Um, cocoa. No, no, no. Um, um, <laughs> aloe vera cream. Aloe vera gel. It's very good for the skin. Okay. Okay, cool. I, I, I dig that. And as far as with the pandemic and everything, obviously you're still doing work. You've had, you have a couple of projects in post-production right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Initially, I know the pandemic really screwed things up for a lot of people for obvious reasons, in particular actors and, and stage performers. I've talked to a lot of actors recently who have said it's actually made things kind of easier as far as like the audition process because everything's now remote. So for you, do you feel like where we're at in the pandemic is your life harder or easier as an actor when it comes to getting these roles? No, you know, that's, that's a very good point. And whomever said that to you, we're really talking, that's real. You know, the fact that things are, whereas they're now remote, you know, the strangest thing I'm doing, I'm doing self tapes now. Right. And because of when I was being, you know, I mean, I, you know, I've had my jabs, but just before around about that period, like say a few months ago, you know, and there were some self tapes coming up because the, you know, you know, the sort of like uh, borders are opening up now. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on and uh, my industry, you know, were desperate to get back to it. So yeah, I was going up to self tapes, but there was, there was a couple of stuff that was some bits had come through to the agency and they were saying, you know, I find my agent. I said, um, you know, I was questioning something because I, you know, my children are at another house and uh, with their mum and, even though we come up, but we were, we were self-isolating. We were all having our little bubbles and this, that, and the other. So here I was at my property. And um, I said to my agent, you know, I'm going to have a problem. How am I going to do this? And he said, well, look, we talked about this, talked about that. And he said, well, why don't, why don't you just do it on your own? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I said to myself, I said, that's a, I thought that's a good idea. I thought, no, 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 that's a good idea, right? Okay. Um, I didn't dismiss it. He said, yeah, a few others are doing that. I said, really? He said, yeah, a few actors are doing that. Just do it on your own. Because my agent's real kind of, he's like Harry Maguire agent, you know, like Tom Cruise. <laughs> just, he just hustle, hustle, hustle. So, and it, I love his attitude, Luke. And, um, yeah, do you know what's happened? I've just been doing them, my like, no one's reading it back. I've got a remote in my hand, boom, press that. And I just run the lines. You know, I leave a little beat and a pause. They know, the casting know what, the, you know because and then i just and then it's another method actually because it's like um it's an art form because they want to hear my lines right mm-hmm. so and usually is the case you're going to get someone in to read it a friend or a friend of a friend or your partner and sometimes the way they're reading it you know they might they've got to go to work or they've got to do something or you know i really should be oh i'm not too good then do you do you know that you're not supposed to be here? And I'm like trying to be like, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know supposed to be Okay, well, can you leave? Oh, I'm going to leave. And it's kind of like the energy thing that when someone's reading off, it's not ever that good. But when you're doing it the way I'm doing it, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I've just learned that during the pattern just to, and I mean, you know, I, I think maybe some casting people might think, this guy's completely crazy. You know, you, no one's reading the lines off. He just, or some might just think, you know what, that's not too bad. And I've had some, and I've, and I've won roles from doing it. So who knows? When as a kid did you realize, you know what? I kind of want to try this showbiz thing. I did a little bit of drama at school. 
you know, just as we do drama at school, plays, nothing crazy. And then I, I wanted to, uh, I got into a kind of a catering, um, I was going to be a chef university in Westminster Catering University. And um, I went, I, I got in and I went. And then within, within the space of a term, I just decided I wanted to go for the acting. You know, I didn't really want to, I just, something just changed my mind. that I just felt as though I didn't really want to do this. But, but up to this day now, I love cooking, you know, so I love, I mean, I love it in the kitchen and cooking, things of that sort. So, but yeah, I just changed my mind. And then I went to a drama school called Aura, the Academy of Lime and Recorded Arts, but I didn't stay there very long. And um, I just basically, I started to go to a pub theatre in Islington, which is in London, near the West End in central part of London, a very famous place called the Old Red Lion. And they, you know, a lot of a lot of actors have been through that place. It's a bar and then they've got a theatre upstairs and everything, and it's very well known. And I started to hang out there with some of my friends from school. Uh, it's like 16, 17, 17, 18. And I got in with some, I started to, I met, I met a few directors and there was one director in particular who was workshopping a play, a theatre play. Um, he was looking for actors to workshop and there was a gentleman who was going to be, who was writing a play for this theatre company. So there was these, it was a 10 week workshop course and I kind of went on the workshops and I was holding my own on the workshops and then the play came in and there was obviously a role there in the play that I could play and they knew what I was doing in the workshop. So I got offered the role and it was through that play, which toured all over Europe and went everywhere that I got my union acting card and it just started there for me. So it was a natural progression of theatre, you know, Shakespeare, all those type of things, fringe theatre, touring theatre, repertory theatre. And then when you do these plays, you get producers, directors, actors, well-known actors. They come and watch the play with their friends or on their own or with their partners, whatever the case may be. They meet you after. And then next thing you know, your agent gets a call that, you know, they want to see you for a role in TV. But it was like a producer that might come to see the play. So I've, I've basically gone through the old school of um, theatre, TV, the movies when i was doing a tv i was doing a tv comedy show and um tv series with sir lenny henry and guy ritchie used to come home from college and he used to watch this particular show and he said he loved my dulcet tones he liked that character and it's through watching that character on a tv show that he casted me for the role of um, rory breaker so you can see the progression and then you start doing films here there and everywhere and then you get caught up in that world and you know, things might slow down a little bit, then you might get a TV role, you work with that. And, you know, I haven't gone back to theatre in a long while, but, you know, it's something that I first started doing theatre. So, yeah, you know, it's just a normal, natural progression. And and then also in between that voiceovers, because I do a lot of voiceovers. It's kind of like an athlete, right? And a great athlete gets to a point where they realize they're not the same as the other kids, right? Like they, they're really good at this thing. They're on, they're on kind of another level. They can make a full-time living doing this. When did you get to that point where you were comfortable and said, you know what? Acting, whether it be on stage or behind the camera, I can definitely do this full-time and make it my whole career. I'm not too sure. I think if you, if you ask my mom now, she'd say never. <laughs> she just she still doesn't. I don't People say to my mom, they say, you know, some of her friends, they'll say, oh, I saw your son in this and I saw you. And it's like, she'll phone me and say, oh, you know, one of my friends, she kind of really, she'll be like, oh, really? To her friends. But then when it's just me and her, it's like, do I get that feeling? 
Well, it's like a little bit like, when are you going to get a normal job? <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to become a chef? Yeah, wait, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that is the one she could hit me with. Well, why didn't you stick with that? <laughs> but deep down, no, no. Deep down, yeah, no, no, no. She really does enjoy what I do. And yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it's kind of like it is It is what it is. Just, you know, I mean, I. that's funny because, again, the industry, 24 years ago to now and when I started to now, it's like it's a great industry. It's now, I mean, because I look around and I see, you know, w- what job is secure? Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started acting, it used to be very much like, you know, careers advice officers and people that just meant well, you know, oh, you want to be an actor. Some would say, go for it. Great. You know, others would be saying, ah, it's not really a secure, secure profession, but there are just so many platforms now. And after COVID, so many people want entertainment. You know, it's just like, it's great. It's a good, I mean, I, it's a little bit contractually. I think things have changed in the sense that, you know, there's the industry, probably the business aspect of the industry. I mean, it's slightly more run by suits mm-hmm. and um, uh, dramatic license, artistic license, for instance, when it comes to casting and things of that sort. There are some production companies that tend to buy into certain I don't know. There's like modi operandi when it comes to when it comes to casting and what they how they do. It. If mm-hmm. someone's got a certain amount of followings on Twitter or or on Instagram or this, some people, some but you know. But then I always say the cream will rise to the top. So you know, if that's if that's if that's the way, you know, some people want to cast. Fair enough, but you know, you can always tell when you watch the production that. You know, oh, he, 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 you know, he's a YouTuber or he's, she's that, he's this guy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think the old school always prevails in my industry, but there's just so much out there now. And it's good. It really is good because it gives a lot of people opportunities. And, you know, I, when, if I think of when I started, when I started as an actor, you know, um, I had, I had the right energy for it and I had the right love for it. And that same energy and same love that I had then, I still have now. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, it's, it's exciting times to be an actor. Really is. For and sure. Look, sorry, and I look forward to working with you know some of the up and coming actors. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, always the good thing because that again is organic. Because I mean, and everywhere I go, I mean, I'll never stop doing this because I I can I you know finish this interview. I go to the shop, and, you know, and I might outside the store there might be some there might be an old black guy there. You know, who's kind of just like a real character and I'm looking at what he's doing. Cause I like to observe things and I think, do you know what? I could play him in a film that guy there, do you know, things like that. There's just, there's just so it's, you know, I deal with creativity and get paid for it. So, and I, as I said, after COVID, a lot of people, they respect the whole f- genre, my industry, you know, to be able to sit home or to watch different films and to get into it, you know, my industry. Really, I think my industry, even though we were quiet as far as create, as far as productive productions are concerned, we basically we we won the souls of millions and millions of people around the world because they needed us. They needed us as we were their best friend. What I do for a living, you know, the guys, people on TV, whether it was even if it was the news presenters, 
So it's, it was wonderful. Yeah. It would make sense for you one day to possibly write a book. Have you thought about that? Well, I write scripts. So at the moment, presently, I'm developing, there's two projects that I'm working on. And um, that's kind of enough writing for me presently, you know. And, uh, yeah, I would like to write a book, but I want to get my scripts. Because, for instance, both of them are TV, um, you know, kind of dramas, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like, box sets. Like, I think what the, the, the one of them is, a, is, a, is like a criminal drama and the other one's a supernatural drama. But the, the, the criminal drama is, um, it's like I'm looking at maybe, say, 10 eps, the first season and I'm and and just because we're pushing we're pushing we're pushing there's been some interest but we're still pushing I to keep myself in the groove I'm just writing I'm just writing them so that's like kind of writing a book mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fluidity and it's moving it's nice so I'm just working at that but yeah I would like to write a book I suppose but I think the scripts I'm much I really am into writing scripts and I, I'm not trying to as we say in London blow my own trumpet as we were but but mm-hmm. I um I, I've got a gift I think with writing scripts yeah so I, and I really do want to continue to pursue it because it's something that I like doing. Are you a teacher at all? Have you have you taught at all? Because I feel like you'd be a great mentor to a lot of young actors. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I do a lot of um, empowerment speeches at um, schools, universities, um, and uh, youth centres. You know, like so, so we have like. For instance, you know, I do work with the police as well. Um, there's like a, there's a, there's a thing called it's called off the hook where um, youngsters uh, between the age of thirteen, say eleven, thirteen at high school, and eighteen, nineteen, they kind of they find themselves like somewhat disassociated with their education and uh, on a day to day basis. So the police, they often how it starts is that you know the police might they might get arrested by the police one day during the week when they should have been at school. And um, the police will, depending on what happened, the police will probably just, they'll try to get them back into the school with the school and then assess the report. And then maybe if they get caught again, they've been doing the programme rather than send them to juvenile delinquents. We have juvenile centres where um, rather than send them to a detention centre, as it were, they they basically set them up on a programme, a boxing programme, like it's a 10-week course. And if they stay in the course and they get their certificate at the end, it keeps them from going to, say, a juvenile centre for juvenile delinquents, as it were. Um, so I've been involved in that. And uh, every 10 weeks, I will go and do the initial opening for the beginning of the new, the new termers, as it were, the new 10-weekers, and then going at the end and um, see how they've gone and give out their certificates. I do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, as so I, you know, I'm also, I'm a Freemason. I was a Freemason. I've been a Freemason now for 23 years. So, um, you know, we try to, as Masons, it's just basically say good men trying to make themselves better men. And we try and do as much as possible for others. In addition to the great body of work you already have, the scripts you're currently working on, you've got a couple of things that are coming out soon. Can you talk a little bit about some of the productions that we could look out for? Yeah, I've got. There's a few things. Um, I have to because nowadays there's a lot of non-disclosure, so mm-hmm. we have to sign. Um, but well, what, are, what are you? What are you allowed to talk about? <laughs> just finished voicing a movie, actually, my first animation movie, 
and uh, I can't really say the name, but it's a really good, it's got a really good cast. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say, nearly going to say one of the actors' names, but <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's uh, and if some of the producers have worked with um, Pixar, so it's it, it's on a fair level, good level. So I've just I'm just finishing that at the moment, really, and then I start a film next week, which is uh, it's like a, like a Frankenstein movie, but it's a little bit more um, like um, <laughs> a bit left a bit left side of Frankenstein. <laughs> it's kind of the character. It's a uh, the characters um he's not frankenstein but he's like he's like within a say a um contemporary sense so i'm working on i start work on that next week so there's there's a few little things coming up you know uh but yeah as i say it's difficult for me to actually say them the names and everything but there are a few little things coming up and you know i look forward to um I want to do some, I want to do a lot more in America, but um, it's just a matter of time really. And I know that it's about to come and it's about to happen. I've got good representation in the UK and I just think it's just a matter of getting the right role. So, and, 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 you know, there's just so much happening worldwide and in America, you know, I've got to just, and I've got to take my hat off to you guys because America really, you know, there are, they give they give they give actors worldwide some amazing opportunities you know people in my industry so i know it's just a matter of time and i know they respect the work that you put in and they look at cvs and they see if you've got a good body of work are you credible to undertake a certain role you know and that does play a big part in how they cast them. And also as well, they love new talent as well. And they'll say, you know, we don't want someone with so much talent, you know. We want someone who's new and fresh but has got it. And we're going to, you know, we're going to introduce them to the industry, introduce them to the world. So it works all different ways with America. So I'm looking forward to doing more work in America. And I believe that's just a matter of time. It's funny because my children, um, or two of them at least, I have three children. My oldest daughter is a film director, film editor. And um, she's now living in Jamaica, but um, and she's doing very well for herself actually. But um, my 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 other two children, um, they are my son is fourteen, fifteen in January. And my daughter, my his sister is um, she's nineteen this month, and uh, no, next month, sorry. And uh, you know, I think I believe that I've taken care of that to an extent, you know, and I've been around for that which is very important. So it's like, you know, you get, you get a little, there's a moment in time when you can say to yourself, you know what, maybe I could go to America or do a job in America for six months and not worry too much about, you know, how my son's getting on or how my daughter's getting on things of that sort. So usually things tend to happen for the right reason. So, you know, listen, some people, and I would say this to any young actor listening, sometimes and because it's that whole thing, that whole of, you know, everyone wants to be a star, TikTok, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Everyone wants it now, Instagram, you know, and the fame and the riches and the wealth. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Stay in your lane and just take your time. One step at a time. Don't rush nothing. You'll get there. And take what you're doing very seriously and you'll get there. You'll get there. I'm proof of that. Great advice too, and I think too. Sometimes people look at just you know the get rich quick or get famous yeah. quick thing and everything else. But you've had a career to span like four decades. I mean, I think most actors would trade that over being in one big film and then never being known at all after that. That's right, because that's a big fear. That's a big fear, you know, because 
it's like the industry can eat you up like that. And and then I, you know, and then I wonder sometimes, I do wonder, because I used to look back and think to myself, oh, you know, um, you know, certain things that I might have wanted to get myself involved in, but I couldn't get myself involved in back then. But there's always a reason for everything. And you can't ever in my business, you can't, you just have to take, you have to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, when Frankie called me and was saying what he was saying to me, it, it was like a wake up call because in setting up the website and this, and, you know, and, 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 and I am beginning and I'm going to engage with the website, you know, as people do, but, you know, sometimes, you know, actors, we, we're not really taught to, to have a creative mind and a business mind as such. We should just be creatives, but a lot more actors now are, you know, they, they, they do so much more because you get so much more if you do so much more, but one shouldn't spread themselves thin. I think when you do, you can do so much more when you've got a certain amount of experience behind you. But if you're a young actor coming up to an extent, you've got to try and focus a little bit on what you're doing. But as I say to even my son, cause he likes to act as well. I say to him, well, you know, you should try and learn as well about script writing about how the camera works and things of that sort, because, you know, you establish yourself, you set up a company and you work with your friends and develop stuff and pitch it and present it. Because if you keep, if you start doing that at the age of 17, 18, 19 and bringing stuff forward, at some point you'll definitely get yourself in the right position in contention and contention and, and the industry, the industry, especially with the platforms like Netflix and and um, Prime and um, Amazon, I'm sorry, you know, they are constantly looking for the next best thing, the content, they're looking for content. So if you can get into creating content, you know, that, you know, you, you're kind of half half the way there. And you also have to understand as well, when you get into creating content, you can, you understand it's a process, so when when you do when as an actor, mere actor, when you get the call from your agent, they say, you know, it's a self-tape, you know, sometimes you're thinking, oh man, you know, they know my work, why are they self-taping me, blah, blah, blah. But hold on, you don't know that like a year ago or a year and a half ago, you know, this guy was sitting in front of a laptop, his Mac, and he was typing away on final draft, and he, you know, he eventually got the script through the door, and then they, they, he had to go through five different changes, and da, 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 and then a year later, it got to a production company who didn't want it at first, and all of this and all of that, the fight, the fight, the fight. So when they say go for it, do the self tape, go for it, be happy, get involved because it's all part of the engine. So three years ago. Three years up to now, you've now got this thing. Try and try your best. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But appreciate the process because in my industry, it's all about holding hands. We hold hands right from that person who's, you know, right from the guy that picks you up in the morning to take you to the set or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I've got a lot of faith in my industry, you know, and that's that comes with experience. So when I say I know I'll be doing more work in America, uh, it's not like, it's not like a, a dream or I'm, or I'm gambling, you know, it's, it's just, it, it, it will be what will be, will be. And when I come forward, you know, I, I'll, you know, I'll come forward and I will deliver because that's what they expect. So it's, 
you know, it's the industry is amazing at the moment. It really is. It's really standing up on its own. And that's great. When I look back from when I started, it was always like that. But it's 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 more pronounced now, especially with social media and um, sorry, all these different platforms and the Internet. It's it's wonderful. Before I let you go, we always like to ask all our guests some kind of rapid fire random questions just for folks to get to know them better. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. What's your favorite late night snack or cheat meal? Uh, um, French cheese. French cheese. Okay, okay, that's it. That's a, that's an interesting one. All with right, do you, do you like to have it with anything or just just crackers, straight up cheese? It? No, with crackers. With crackers, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, besides yourself, who's your all-time favorite actor? Robert De Niro. Same. I'd have to say, I just, I mean. Al Pacino is very close to it. I do like Sean Penn as well. I've been a great fan of Sean Penn. All, um, all, all great, all great choices. Uh, when I was studying film college, De Niro and Pacino, I binged their classics. Just incredible. Is there one film from those guys that sticks out to you that you could just watch like a hundred times? You know, funnily enough, I think The Heat. I think mm-hmm. he's very good in The Heat. Robert De Niro and The Heat and Raging Bull. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's just very good actor, man. You know, he's really good. He's really good actor. I I look up to those guys because, again, you know, they've they've been it been in it for such a long while. And I must say, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to say this because I'm just gonna have to say this. Denzel Washington, I'm a huge fan of Denzel yes. Washington. I just got to tell you that, man. He's just very good. He's a good, good, good man, and just like his style, he's got some. He's got he's got minerals. It really is, you know. But there range. are the yeah, range yeah, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been, yeah, played some of the most yeah. iconic uh, characters and everything, yeah, you know, from Malcolm yeah. X to uh, Frank Lucas. I mean, he's just yeah, yeah. training day, unbelievable. Yeah, and he gets, you know, he gets better as well. You know, he kind of just like, that's again my business is is a lot to do with the experience. We 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 you bring your experience, life experiences into your performances. Yeah. You know, his son John David Washington's a hell of an actor too. You know, he did yeah, he did real yeah, well at Black Klansman and Ballers. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. His son's very good as well. Very, very good. He's very good, but he's young. You know, he's yeah. young. <laughs> so obviously, he he he's got a, he's got there's a, there's we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, if Denzel, uh, oh God, you know what? And I have to say, I know you did say one, but I just remembered him, and I, I have to I have to say Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, he's classic actor director, actor director Clint Eastwood, and writer. He's still putting out movies. He just put out a movie on HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, the guy's still yeah. hustling these days. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he I've seen him <laughs> in some good of late. I've just seen him in some cool films, and he it just again, you know, he's an old boy, but he's playing. There's guys like that, that age, mm-hmm. characters on the street, and he's playing them. So it just gives you. You know, as an actor who's been in the hustle a little while myself, and I look at that and I just think, there's just so much to give. You never give up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I think a lot of maybe younger film goers don't realize too that Clint Eastwood, yeah, he's a famous American actor, but he made a lot of his movies overseas as well, and a lot of his money yeah. overseas too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Spaghetti westerns. Yeah. They were shot in Tenerife in Spain. You know, I actually went when I <laughs> used to go on holidays, my parents to Spain, Tenerife, went to Tenerife. And one of the tours, we drove through this region and, you know, the tour guide was saying, this is where all the most of the spaghetti westerns were shot. And you could look, you know, you looked at the, it was 
It was kind of like it was like desert, you know, kind of yeah. with the tumbleweed going about. You could imagine it all being shot there. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be Mexico, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, film magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Film magic, my brother. <laughs> What's your most awkward moment as an actor? If we're at a party and I'm like, hey, man, you know, what's, what's, what's something funny that maybe happened to you on set or on the red carpet? What would you tell me? It was filming Mean Machine, right? With Vinnie Jones. Mm-hmm. And it was Vinnie's film, The Longest Yard. It's taken from the Burt Reynolds film, but it was the English version. It was set in a police prison cell, prison cells, prison. And we were the cons playing the wardens, football, soccer, though. And I remember, and and Jason Statham was in it. Jace was in it from lots of Jason, you know, big Jason, right? So, and uh, we went to, um, we all went out because he was filming in America and then he came over to do this for Vinny, you know, and he and it was like we hadn't seen him in a while, so we were hanging out with him one evening, and we had filming the next day, and he had to play with a Scottish accent. So he was, he and I were talking all night about the accent and laughing, and then we were drinking, having a good time, and then where we were, there's this place, and it's kind of like it was summer we were filming, so the 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 the, the, the evenings are long, mm-hmm. and it gets early, early, it gets early, light, early, so. We were talking, and next thing I know, I felt water, water, water being flicked on me, and it was he was going like that, and I was going, but we kept on talking. And what is this place where we're filming in Oxford? And this, um, well, where we're filming was in Oxford location, but this sort of a, it was like a bohemian restaurant bar where we were. The woman who owns it, she's an eccentric, and when it gets very late and she wants everyone to go, she walks around with a big jug of water and she flicks it on people, flicks it, flicks it, because everyone's engrossed and having a good time. And she just flicks water, and you think it's raining. So, like, we had to go, and I looked. At, I looked at my watch, and the driver was out there. I looked at my watch. It was like, it was like we had to start work at six, <laughs> right? and it was like it was very close to six. So I said to Jason, I said, "You don't worry about your accent. Your accent's fine. You're going to be fine. I'm going to be fine." And um, the next that morning, I had to be beaten, right? Because there's a scene where I get beaten. Right, with a stick by one of the wardens, he just beats me, and I recall I recall them padding me up, right, and um, they knew obviously that we had just got back. We we, we <laughs> and they put me down on the floor in the cell in the cell with guards coming and beat me, and I remember I fell asleep. Right, I fell asleep, but he started to beat me, and I was sleeping. Right? <laughs> And the stick that he was using to beat me, it was a special, you know, stunt stick. It's got rubber, but there's like a wire. There's a wire holding this together. But he beat me so bad that the stick broke, you know, the rubber stick. It's kind of like one of those things. But they knew I was sleeping. You know, I just was dead to the world. And the funny thing is with Jason, because Jason Jason had to do this Scottish accent. (laughs) He's a Jason. He's a a legend, but I tell you. But then little things like that. Little things like that, which is, he pulled it off, though. He pulled it off. But do you know what happens? You just get amongst good company, good people, and you get talking and eating. And, and next thing you know, it's, like, very close to 6 o'clock in the morning. That's, I'm that's, the first actor to have done that. But, hey, you know, it's one of those things. That, that's amazing. And I, and I feel like, too, you, you mentioned that. It reminds me of a story I had, and granted, not with Jason Statham, but I feel like all these makeup artists, like, they know if you had a wild night. I remember one time I got yeah, college, yeah, I had to yeah. do, like, a college, like, news broadcast, and like, yeah, yeah. I had stayed up all night, like, you know, partying, having a good time. I was, like, 21 years old, and they're doing the makeup, and, like, the, the matter is walks, and he goes, 
where were you last night? Like, they, they just know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, they knew. But the thing is, you know, it was one of those, yeah, you know what it is. It's like kind of, we I, we hadn't seen him in a long while, you know, and he was on the set. So we were just excited. And, and we couldn't talk on the set. So that that evening, you know, he was like, let's go out. Let's, we went to this place. It's a lovely place. And it just started in the conversation. And it was just next thing, you know, it's, you're getting water flicked all over you. <laughs> just one of those things, really. But we, it was all good, you know. It wasn't anything that we couldn't handle. But I do recall being beaten and I was sleeping before I started to be beaten, you know. And then that was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> but that, that, those things, you know, those type of things, they don't really happen anymore now, you know. It's kind mm-hmm. of funny because um, you get, you get, kind, you get, it's it's like, to maximize and get the most out of your performance, you have to, before you even get to the set or before you even do, you engage in doing the work, there's a development and you really have to try and stick by that, you know? So, and, and this is something that you learn as well, you know, but sometimes, you know, they're all learning curves. So there's things that you would do then that you just necessarily wouldn't do now, but, you know, that's just life. But I have no regrets. In addition to all the incredible gems you've dropped before, what's the best piece of advice you give anybody for success? The best piece of advice I think I could give to anybody to for, for success is never, ever give up. Don't ever give up. And seek counsel with others like-minded within your industry. Always seek counsel, not advice, counsel. That means you go to someone that's got that experience. They're there, they've done it. And just seek that and listen to it. Absorb, absorb, and never, ever give up. That's the, I think that's the best, best one I can say. Never give up. Never give up. And, you know, just be true to yourself and just keep putting out those prayers to the universe and never give up and you'll get there. You know, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're not, if you're not the best. Mm-hmm. You know, just never give up, and and always be polite. Just manners. Manners will get you a long way in this world. And you never and you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they say it's a saying. They say Audi Verdi taste. Listen, observe, be silent. Sir, thank you so much for the time. It was an absolute pleasure learning about your journey, learn about your career, learn about everything you got going on. And once again, where can fans find you online? www.vastaman.com. So that's V-A-S-T-A-M-A-N.com, vastaman.com. That's my website. Check me out. Say hello to me. I'll respond to you and uh, keep watching my journey. He's also on Twitter as well. So if you want some cool combat yeah. sports takes, check him out. <laughs> yeah, Vast Blackwood, Vast Blackwood. Yeah, that's right. That's me. But awesome. listen, thank you very much for having me on your show. Um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the show. You know, just thank you very much. I really do appreciate it, Fred.